Happy New Year, dearly beloved, once again. The Lord has brought us into this new and wonderful year, 2022. I believe this will be our best year. The Lord has gone before us as a mighty, terrible one, and we will arrive well in the name of Jesus Christ. Be strong, be bold, be courageous. You will end well in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Friends, let's continue from the divine instruction and admonition of our Lord Jesus Christ. In Matthew chapter 20, verse 16, it says, Behold, I sent you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves, be ye therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Surviving the times and the world we are living in requires the full operations and deployment of divine wisdom. Jesus recommended us to be wise as serpents and in the last discourse we concluded the serpents have continued to thrive and survive in the midst of their enemies. The serpent was cursed by God and as a result of the curse, the physical and spiritual limitations of the serpent is very, very clear to all. As a result of this curse, the serpent is grossly hated yet it has managed to survive and to multiply. The moment you hear there is a serpent around, you are looking for a kind of weapon to defend yourself and if possible, to kill the serpent. So it is with us, friends. It is important I bring to your notice yet again that we are hated. We are not loved. Every true believer and disciple of Jesus Christ will be persecuted, will be hated, and will be killed. Ultimately, Jesus himself said it in Luke chapter 21 verse 12 to 17. He says, but before all those things, they will lay their hands on you and persecute you, delivering you up to the synagogues and prisons. You will be brought before kings and rulers for my name's sake, but it will turn out for you as an occasion for testimony. Therefore, verse 14, settle it in your heart not to meditate beforehand on what you will answer, for I will give you a mouth and a wisdom which all your adversaries will not be able to contradict or resist. Now pay attention to verse 16. You will be betrayed even by parents and brothers, relatives and friends, and they will put some of you to death and you will be hated by all for my namesakes. Friends, those days spoken by our Lord Jesus Christ are upon us. Those days are here. To survive those days, however, we must be wise 
as serpents. We must be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. To be wise as serpent is to learn how to survive. Survive in the midst of hatred. How to reign, how to dominate, how to advance even when you are hated. How to multiply and how to increase in numbers. So what does it mean again to be wise as a serpent? It means that you must understand that your call to live for God is personal and unique. Don't wait for too much support. All that you need is already built into you. Go and survive. Go and reign. Go and fulfill your assignment. Go and accomplish your purpose even in the midst of your enemies. I spent most of my youthful days in Nigeria traveling from one city to another as a result of my job. It was common back then to find animals trying to cross the road crushed to death by high-speed moving vehicles traveling along the road. I have seen herds of cows scattered along the road with blood flow when a high-speed car ran into them. I've seen a mother duck with her ducklings completely crushed to death by a moving vehicle because the mother duck always move in line with the ducklings. I have seen goats and their kids crushed to death by moving cars. Do you know that looking back in retrospect, I have never seen more than one snake killed at a time by a high-speed car. Not more than one. Serpents don't go in groups. No, you don't see them. You don't see a pack of snakes. They are always going alone. Even a newborn serpent is born to defend itself and to survive alone. The serpent is born with everything needed to survive and defend itself against the enemy. Also in the wild, I have seen multiple elephants killed by poachers because the elephants go in group, wolves go in group. So we call them pack of wolves, lions go in group. So it is easy to attack and kill many of them at a single time. But it is difficult, I repeat, difficult to find multiple snakes in one location or find them traveling together on the road in groups. 10 snakes going together, 15 snakes going together. What for? One at a time. And that one is enough problem once it comes around his enemies. Friends, it is the expectation of our Lord Jesus Christ that every born again child of God, every true disciple of Jesus should have the capacity to survive anywhere and everywhere. What you need to survive as a child of God is already integrated into you. Yes, the days of looking for follow-up should come to an end. How long will you be looking for someone to push you, to move you, to motivate you, to coach you, to guide you after 10 years of salvation? You must desire to mature in the grace of God and advance the course of the kingdom. This generation is waiting for manifestation of the sons of God, not the babies of God, not the boys of God, sons and daughters of God. 
I often see believers who have given their life to Christ for more than 10 years, 20 years, still waiting for some kind of, of, of motivation and spiritual push from their pastors, from their leaders, waiting for people to give them instruction on what they already know how to do by reason of the study of the word of God. You are born to survive in the midst of the enemy. You are born to grow. All that you need to advance the cause of the kingdom is integrated and built up into you. You are a spiritual system, a spiritual structure, a spiritual weapon meant to manifest. Believers waiting, waiting for some kind of motivation waiting for someone to to call them to attend the prayer meeting, waiting for someone to give them instructions on how to read their Bibles and when to read their Bibles, waiting for someone to pick them up from home and drop them off at home after a church meeting. My dearly beloved, this year 2022 is a year of you and God alone, a year of being alone with God. You must understand that God has deposited great and wonderful treasures in your life and you must run, run with the Lord unto all pleasing. The early church demonstrated their great and wonderful survivor skill. Oh yes, Stephen was a deacon. A deacon, not an ordained bishop, not a prophet, not an apostle, not an evangelist. He met the enemies alone. He confronted the Sahendrins in Acts chapter 7 as a person. He was not in the company of any other apostle. He stood before them and declared the whole counsel of God right before their face. Right before their face. One man confronted a pack of wolves that came against him with stones. Yet, he was not intimidated. He even had the privilege to preach the longest sermon in the book of Acts. The longest chapter in the entire book was preached by a man that was cornered by the enemy. One man in the midst of the enemy. Acts chapter 7 verse 54 to 60 says, When the members of the Sahendrin heard this, they were furious and gnashed their teeth at him. But Stephen, hallelujah, full of the Holy Spirit, looked up to heaven and saw the glory of God. And Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Look, he said, I see heaven open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. At this they covered their ears and yelling at the top of their voices, they all rushed at him, dragged him out of the city and began to stone him. Meanwhile, the witnesses laid their coats at the feet of a young man named Saul. Oh yes, oh yes, the enemy could kill one at a time, one at a time. There was no place where 10 of them were killed in one day. One James was killed. One John the Baptist was killed. One Stephen is one at a time. Oh yes, one Stephen had everything needed to confront a pack of wolves. He was deep in scripture. He was deep in understanding. Oh, hallelujah. Was full of the Holy Spirit and of faith. A man of integrity. A man of honor. One man, one godly man, one holy man, one pure man was more than enough for a pack of wolves. Wow. What more shall I say? 
What more shall I say of Philip in Acts chapter 8, verse 4 to 7? The Bible tells us that those who had been scattered preached the word wherever they were. They were scattered abroad, not in groups, scattered. Philip went down to his city in Samaria and proclaimed the Messiah there when the crowd had Philip and saw the signs he performed. They all paid close attention to what he said. For with shrieks, impure spirits came out of many, and many who were paralyzed or lame were healed. So there was great joy in that city. Great joy in that city. One Philip in the city of Samaria turned the Samaria upside down. The place was on fire just because one man went into that city. One man, one man, one man. Friends, that was the model of the early church. One or at most two disciples of Jesus would shake a city to his foundation. Even when the Holy Spirit was asking them to separate, he said, separate unto me. Paul and Barnabas. Paul and Barnabas. Jesus sent them out. Out. Two by two, two by two, not ten by ten. He didn't send the 70 as a group so they would go and intimidate the enemy. No, they went out two by two. Wow, wow. A Philip in Samaria shook out the impure spirit, healed many who were sick, and there was great joy in that city. One man in the city, one man in a city. Do you see why God was looking for one man to stand? In the gap for Jerusalem, in Ezekiel chapter 22, verse 30, do you see? One you is enough for your city. One or two genuine disciples of Jesus Christ in a city can turn the city upside down and disarm the pack of wolves operating in that city. Why? They have the mentality, the mentality that all that is needed to confront and subdue the enemy is in them. They are not just following and moving around in groups. They take the word. They take the life of the spirit and they run with it to fulfill their prophetic assignment. Hallelujah. When Paul and Silas landed in Thessalonica in Acts chapter 17, verse 5 and 6 tells us that but some of the Jews were jealous. So they gathered some troublemakers, some wolves from the marketplace to form a mob and start a riot. They attacked the home of Jason, searching for Paul and Silas. Who were they searching for? Paul and Silas. So they could drag them out to the crowd. Verse 6, not finding them, they dragged out Jason and some of other believers instead and took them before the city council. Paul and Silas have caused trouble all over the world, they shouted. And now they are here disturbing our city also. Just two men, two men in a city caused the pack of wolves and troublemakers in that city to run mad. They came looking for them and they could not find them. Wow! What did they say of them? What did they say of them? I love verse 6 of Acts chapter 17 in the New King James Version it says, but when they did not find them, they dragged Jason and some brethren to the rulers of the city, crying out, These who have turned the world upside down have come here too. Hallelujah. The world was afraid of them. Just two men, 
two men with the reputation of turning the world upside down. Wow! These were men with the right mentality. Men who understood that they were not saved to be pushed around. These were men that were clear on purpose. They were always looking for what God would have them do. What God would have them do. They became a big threat. A big threat to the devil and his agents. The wisdom Jesus is talking about here is the wisdom of understanding that you are wired up and configured to go and conquer. Conquer the land. You are meant to mature and go and stand for God wherever you go. Finally, what made the three mighty men of David mighty was not what they did in groups but what they accomplished as individuals. In 2 Samuel chapter 23, verse 8 to 12, the Bible says, Joseph Ashbeth, the Tachmonite, chief among the captains, he was called Adino the Esnite because he, not the he, had killed 800 men at one time. 800 men at one time. Verse 9, and after him was Eleazar, the son of Dodo, the Ahohitite, one of the three mighty men with David. When they defied the Philistines who were gathered there for battle, and the men of Israel had retreated, everyone had run back, the group had disappeared, he arose, Dodo arose, and attacked the Philistine until his hand was weary and his hand stuck to the sword. The Lord brought about a great victory that day, and the people returned after him only to plunder. Verse 11, And after him was Shammah, the son of Agi, the Aratite. The Philistines had gathered together into a troop where there was a piece of ground full of lentils. So the people fled from the Philistines, but he stationed himself. Shammah stationed himself in the middle of the field, defended it, and killed the Philistines. So the Lord brought about a great victory. Dearly beloved, will you rise? Will you rise and station yourself in the middle of the field? Will you rise and station yourself in the core of your divine assignment of the purpose of God for your family, for your city, for your church, for your generation? Will you rise and defend your territory regardless of how fierce the battle may be? Will you rise to defend? Will you rise as an intercessor? Will you rise as a prayer warrior? In the year 2020, heaven is waiting on you to rise. To rise. Stop depending on people. Stop waiting for people to push you around. It's time to stand. It's time to use what you have learned, what you have known, what you have received to advance the cause of the gospel. Will you rise? Will you rise against the pack of wolves? trying to invade and take over the church? Will you rise against the pack of wolves trying to destroy the people of God? Will you rise with the wisdom of the Spirit and stand your ground until the enemy is completely defeated? Will you be one of the mighty men of the Lord in your generation? Will you stand for God? Will you stand for God in this new year? Now is the time to mature, to stand in faith. 
and to advance the cause of the kingdom. I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up, give you an inheritance among them that are sanctified. Amen and amen. Amen. The promise that the cross would not get heavy and the hill would not be hard to climb. He never offered our victories without fighting, but he said he would always come in time. Just remember when you're standing in the valley of. And the adversary says he'll be just hold on. Our Lord will show up and he will take you through the fire again. Oh, here's the key to church. I know within myself that I would surely perish. Oh, but if I trust the mighty Shield the flames again, again. He never promised that the cross would not get heavy and the hill would not be hard to climb. Oh no, He never offered our victories without fighting, but He said He'll put on. Take you through the fire again. I saw.